Hello and welcome back to the Consumer Toolbox. I'm your host, Milagros. This is the first episode in which we celebrate National Consumer Protection Week. This episode is on home improvement. I chose this topic because too many consumers are having bad experiences when hiring a contractor or company for their home remodeling or repair jobs and are left with substandard work or simply stated they're left high and dry. Like with everything else, there is work to be done before you spend your money. Spring is around the corner and home improvement scams could be as close as your front doorstep if you don't take the necessary steps to protect yourself and your money. Last year, large home improvement retailers reported record-breaking sales, even during a pandemic where the unemployment rates were record high. Many consumers started a do-it-yourself job, which they couldn't finish. Then they decided to hire a contractor. However, with those home improvement jobs came the fake contractors and the handymen looking for handy cash from consumers. I understand that we all want the very best for those kitchen or bathroom remodels or new roof siding or windows, but scammers know this too. I'm sure you've heard the saying, you get what you paid for. Well, this is the case when you pay someone for a home improvement job in cash and upfront before you do your homework. There is no home improvement job too small or too big for a scam. If there's a job to be done, there's a potential scam coming your way. First, I want to share with you some very important warnings for you to look for. You want to be aware of one ad posted in your community paper, at your local grocery store bulletin, or even a flyer left in your mailbox. And yes, they continue to target the elderly most because they are the ones who are the most trusting and usually have a large nest egg at their disposal. A good handshake these days just is not enough when it comes to paying a stranger with no proof of credentials before handing over your hard-earned money or years of savings to only end up getting ripped off. Home improvement scam artists demand payments up front, claiming they require it to secure the job or purchase their supplies. Sometimes they come back with some supplies, while others start a job and then simply abandon it. Some may deliver the supplies, but ask for more money. Others will start a sloppy or perform shoddy workmanship, and when you confront them, they walk off the job. It all boils down to this. Home improvement scammers take your money and run with it. They disappear. They change their telephone number. They even have the nerve to block your number. They provide a fake address, if any at all. Here's another thing. They claim to be licensed, insured, and registered, and you don't take the time to verify any of it. Why? Because you trust him. You like the price he quoted you. You sympathize with his sad story 
or you believe the story he tells you about the great jobs he's done, or better yet, he seems friendly, but only for the moment. Be careful because he could be a scammer tugging at your heartstrings. He knows how to talk the talk and then walk the walk. So you want to look for some warning signs. You want to be wary of shady contractors who show up unsolicited at your doorstep claiming they stopped by because they just finished doing a job in your neighborhood and have extra leftover materials. Now, this is most common in driving paving scams, by the way. Know that a reputable contractor usually has other important jobs lined up to do. They don't go around scouting or canvassing neighborhoods looking for their next job. Another thing to look for is for high-pressure sales tactics, demanding you to sign a contract right there and then or pay up front for the job or that discount is only good for today. If the contractor demands cash on the spot or offers to go with you to the bank, that should immediately raise a red flag as high as possible. To avoid a scam, here's what you always want to do. You want to get at least three estimates for the job before you commit to anything. Once you have narrowed it down to that one contractor with the lowest bid that you feel comfortable with, you want to demand names and addresses of at least three references. Go to the site and ask questions about the contractor. Now, a few years back, a family member asked me, to help interview references given to her by a home improvement contractor she was about to hire. The first home we went to, the homeowner told us that it was a different roofing company who replaced the roof on his house. He also didn't recognize the name of the company or the individual or the description given to him of the individual. So it's a good thing that we took the time to do our homework before the family member hired that shady handyman. So obviously you want to verify who did the job and what job was performed. Ask if they were satisfied with the work that was performed on the home. You want to ask if it's okay if you could take a look at the work. If it was exterior work done on the home, ask if it's okay if you can walk around the perimeters of the home to look at the quality of the workmanship and the quality of materials used. Ask if they would hire the contractor again in the future. If the answer is no, that should definitely tell you something. Verify the contractor's license, registration, and insurance with the appropriate agencies, depending on the regulations of the state where you reside or the home is located. Many fraudsters are using another contractor's um, license number without their consent or authority. So you definitely want to verify the license. A lot of times they use an expired license. You don't want to hire a contractor that has an expired license, um, registration, or insurance. While there are a few states that are lenient are requiring that contractors be licensed or registered, in Massachusetts, it's they have very strict regulations protecting the rights of consumers and homeowners. You want to Google the name of the contractor followed by the word complaints. 
You also want to check with the Better Business Bureau website for complaints and review those complaints that are filed online. You also, most importantly, want to sleep on it. Chances are that the next morning you may feel different about your decision. So it's always a good idea to take your time and make an informed decision, especially when you are putting out so much money for a job. So you definitely want to sleep on it. You also want to make sure that you get a formal written contract. In Massachusetts, you have three days to cancel a contract. This means that the job cannot be started until the end of the three cooling off days. Make sure the contractor pulls the work permit in his name with your city or town before commencement of the work, and you want to see the work permit. In Massachusetts, a contractor can only get paid a third of the job up front. The second third payment gets paid when the job is halfway complete, and the final third payment upon completion of the job, but only if you are satisfied with the work. I hope you found this information helpful and that your home improvement project is a success. However, if you find yourself in a sticky or unhappy situation with a shady home improvement contractor, you want to seek help right away. Contact your local state attorney general for assistance and guidance. Remember that your home is your comfort zone and you don't want to just let anyone do work on your home. Thank you for listening to the Consumer Toolbox. For now, I say to you, stay safe and be well. Until next time. Tune in to tomorrow's podcast in which I will be discussing credit despair and repair.